For everything you want to know about real estate, it's time to take action. Schedule today. Ron and Don, sit down.com is the way. Hey, it's GeForce O'Neill. Thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 154 of the Ron and Don Show. We are live from the Les Schwab Studios on the shores of Lake Union. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. And don't forget, you guys, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. And right now, here we go into September, October, November, December, and boy... There's a lot of things happening with real estate right now in the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah, if you, this has been on your mind, go to ronandonsitdown.com, whether you want to buy, whether you want to sell, whether you want to invest, reach out to us, just hit that button, fill out the form, we'll schedule a Zoom call and hopefully answer most of your questions, if not all the questions. Yeah, it's a cool website, you guys, ronandonsitdown.com, check it out and you can look at my Muppet Arms and Ron's Muppet Arms uh, too, all right? Uh, we also have a new buyer and seller guide we're going to be telling you guys about. In the uh, coming weeks here, which I'm sure you are fired up. <laughs> hey, uh, school is back. And as we go back to school, I went back to one of my favorite coffee shops the other day. I want to talk about this because I walked in this coffee shop. There's a big sign up there saying that Black Lives Matter and that this is no longer a moment, but it's a movement. So I want to talk about that. And also I want to talk about corporate America jumping on board. And are they doing this because they want to sell more coffee? Or are they doing this really because it's the right thing to do? Also, a lot of people talking about Donald Trump. The things he said about John McCain a number of years ago. And also the Atlantic article about, it's being reported, that Donald Trump said that men that go off to war get killed, that they're losers and they're suckers. I have something to say about that. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I, I need your... I'm very confused on something. I don't know how to think about it. And I want your advice as a f- lifelong friend. Yeah. And also, I've known you since the second grade. Also, as a parent, I'm not a parent. So okay. I, I took the opportunity, a long, day, long weekend. I went up to my tiny house. We've talked about it on the air before. I've sent some pictures out. I had four Adirondack chairs I needed to build before my brother comes for a visit. Nice. So I built the Adirondack. I'm doing the whole thing. So um, it's, it's hot out and I needed to steal some Wi-Fi. So I walk over to my neighbor Jim's house. He gave me his Wi-Fi password. Shout out to Jim if he's listening. You've met Jim. He's a very lovely man. Dr. Jim. Dr. Jim. Yeah. Uh, he played bongos with us one night. I played the, I played played the, the guitar. guitar. I played the guitar. He played the bongos. We had a great time. He said that was the most fun he's had in years. We played uh, the Rainbow Connection, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, and then we finished up with a little Puff the Magic Dragon, and we threw in some John Denver. Yeah, so, so we had a great time. Yeah. So I'm over on Jim's deck, and I see these two two kids and i have some video i'll show you the video here when we're done um these two kids and if you can maybe you describe there are rapids i'm, I'm right on the river the skykomish river you are yeah i don't know the classifications of rapids but i would say it's at least a class two no, class three or class three yeah, rapids there are to, big boulders out there i used to mess around with uh and i've gone to some classes to learn to be a whitewater rafter guide 
So I'm going to tell you as a non-guide that never got certified because it scared the out of me, uh, I'm going to say it's class three wrong. So it's about a class three. It's, 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 it's rugged. There are big granite boulders. There's fast-moving water. It is white water rapids. And that's part of the reason why I love this lot because you can go out and have a big rock you can sit on and, and watch the sunrise and sunset. If you fell in and you were a kid, you'd be dead. You would you would you would drown. You'd get pinned against a rock and that would be it. And even if you were an adult and you fell in on one of those big rocks, you 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 would have a hard time surviving that, I would think. So I'm sitting on Jim's porch stealing his Wi Fi. Yeah. These two uh, kids can't be more than they can't be more than ten. Probably eight to ten years old, two boys. They come walking up the other side of the shore. So you know there's a there's like a beachhead on the other side of the shore. They're walking up the other side of the shore and they are carrying like a Fred Meyer yellow inflatable raft. Oh boy. The ones that you would buy for 19.99 and you have a little pump they're going to in. pump it up. Yeah. No life vests. Ugh. No helmets. Yeah. No adult supervision. Mm. They are are walking over a lot of rocks to get there's a there's a still part up up above and then this section of rapids and then it goes back to another still it's part. almost like it's dammed and so above it it's it's very calm and if you were a fisherman and you were going to go fishing it might be a it might be a fishing hole for you but then yeah right after that that uh, that however it's dammed it lets go and it, it it really gets going pretty aggressively pretty quick so i'm watching these two kids and i take out my phone and i'm like okay maybe they're going to go to the still part and they're going to try to paddle upstream. Like, that would make sense. If you're eight, that would make sense. I'm going to get with my buddy. Uh, we're going to jump in this raft. We're going to paddle upstream. I was like, surely these two eight, nine, ten-year-old boys are not going to go through these class three rapids yeah. with no life vest on, no helmet. Right. So they keep keep walking. I'm just watching this, and I'm sort of checking my email. I'm, I'm doing some things. They get to the, to the still part. Launch in there. One kid is a little chubby. He has a hard time getting into the raft, but he, his, his buddy sort of flops him in there. Uh, again, the yellow plastic thin layered raft. The, the other kid is a little more athletic. He jumps in and they both pull out these paddles. So they start paddling upstream a little bit. I was like, oh, whew. they're paddling upstream. They turn this thing back towards the rapids. Oh, wow. And so I'm sitting there. On, I'm probably a couple hundred yards away. They couldn't hear me even are, if I are yelled. Are you in one of the new Adirondack chairs? Uh, the Adirondack chairs are at my place, okay. not assembled yet. They're not built yet. Okay. So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, what do I do? Right. What do I do? Mm. So if I yell, there's no way they can hear me because the rapids are very loud. Yeah. Uh, I look to the left. I see some people way down there. I don't know if this is their parents or are like way down there. You know how far I'm talking about. It's probably... I don't know, almost a quarter of a mile down is this beachhead. And so I'm like, oh, my God, these two boys are going into the rapids. Mm. They are steering in, not taking the right line. Yeah. Like there's a line that you can take where the you're not going to hit a rock. They're not going on that line. Mm. They're going to bumper car it through yeah. these class three rapids. So I'll pause here. What do you do? At that instant, when you realize that two young men that are not yours 
are deciding uh, without adult supervision, no life vests. What am I doing? You know what I would do. I would go in and I would be dead. I mean, if we went to war, I would be right out front where bullets flying, good men die. I'd be dead in 20 seconds. You, on the other hand, you're more of a thinker. You're more of a plotter. Even when you look at uh, some of the movies, uh, when you look at Saving Private Ryan, for instance, or you look at Band of Brothers, when you look at the men that were really effective at war, they were thinkers. They could hold back. They could sit. They were patient. They could wait. They could be calm. I would be none of those things. So in this particular instance, especially if it was my 10-year-old, I would be in those rapids, and I'd probably no longer be with us. So I pulled out my phone. I started shooting video. Okay. Because I wanted to... I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, I need this needs to be documented in case something happens. Uh, and we can identify the boys or whatever. I thought there's no way they're making it through these rapids. Mm. And so I start to search for like, how do I get like our old football angle there? By the time I moved, they're not going to be here. They're going to be there. Yeah. Is there a way for me to get from here to where they're going to yeah. be? Coach always tells you, don't go where, where the ball is now. Go where the ball is going going to be three seconds from now, right? So or, it would yeah. take me just to get from where I was at to the water is probably thirty to forty five seconds. I wouldn't give yourself that much credit. Okay, a sixty seconds minimum if yeah. I'm really hustling. Yeah. I had flip flops on, so I'm not in like uh, any sort of athletic gear. We're up to six minutes now. <laughs> so I'm thinking by the time I would get to the bottom of Jim's pier, his his land, they're all going to be they're going to be past that mm. so if i run through the woods yeah. to get to my land now we're in the thick of the rapids yeah right like and then if i go out to that part even if they've even if they've turned over i can't get into that water yeah. like that is the the serious class three part then if i run all the way down to the like three neighbors down they have a beachhead um and I could go in there and try to go upstream to find a body, basically, at that point. So, so far, you're thinking about all the ways you're not going to be successful. Well, I don't want to die. Because <laughs> usually people... Oh, and then self-preservation comes in. See, there's a lot of people that wouldn't think about self-preservation. And they would die. And, you, I, well, I, and I would be one of those people. Because, you know, the next day... It's called being a first-day hero. And I would be a first-day hero, and I would be dead. The very next day, we see the story of the two teenagers. I think they went into Lake Stevens. Yeah. The first boy was drowning. Mm. His brother goes in to save him, and they both end up drowning. Yeah. So that's typically the story is yeah. you're sending another person in that also doesn't come out. Because they panic, and they grab you, and, and yes, yes. So so I'll fast forward and, and kill the suspense. I also learned about that in my rafting class. I didn't pass. So I'll fast forward to kill the suspense. Okay. They make it through the rapids. Wow. Incre- and I'll show you the video. It's insane. I don't know how they did it. Mm. They're bumping off of rocks. They're not steering in any way. They're both sitting in the raft with their paddles. They're probably part of it is because they only weigh like 60 pounds apiece. And they, are just, they spin off of another big boulder, go down. The current kind of takes them into the white water, and they just sort of bounce along, and they make it through, and they're thrilled. Mm. And so I'm sitting there. So here was my question, besides what I should have done and could have done. A, did I do the... Is there something I should have done where it's not my child? B, do I like call the police on these parents? Like, what is the in today's day and age? Like, when you and I were a kid, I would have not batted an eye. We would have done that. 
we jumped over ramps with no helmets. We did stupid things all the time. And it no, seemed this like isn't, this isn't jumping without a helmet. This is this is this is pretty different. Is this is this criminal by a parent? Should I have called the authorities or, or, or report? I, that's part of the reason I took the video. Yeah, to me, totally it is. And it's not about being safety dad. Because what happens if, if this happened to these children, now what you do is you drag in all types of services that would have to come in to recover those children. And now you're putting those lives at risk. So, uh, so no, I think these parents did a horrible job, or parent or uncle or friend, whoever it is. Because by doing that, even though the kids got away with it this time, then they'll be emboldened to do other things. I think they'll get away with it. Uh, and at some point... Um, at, at some point, it probably doesn't end well. So, because that was my instinct, but I also was like, eh, "Am I like middle age? Get off my lawn, guy!" Now, but I was like, "What in the? Who is taking well, care?" Well, you of are middle age, and you don't have a lawn. I'm huh. here right now. That's a good point. You don't have a lawn, so I got, I'm going to show you this video. It All is right. insanity. So, what are you? What are you going to do? What do you? What, what? Well, I mean, buy a can I borrow your bullhorn? Because <laughs> I would have to yell across the river if I see this again. What did the boys do when they got to the other side? They loved it, believe it or not. I almost don't want to say this. They got a cousin or someone who's maybe who was looked like a teenager, maybe a little older. They went back and did a second round oh, okay. with the third guy in the boat now. Okay. And it was equally as stupid that time. No. Like wow. a, a, a nineteen ninety nine raft. No. It's, wow. It's just crazy. Okay. I was like, for sure I'm gonna be talking to, you know, a police detective the tonight when they're pulling these bodies out you of get the a river. police detective uh fire of, department a lot of detectives here in seattle are being fired they're going back to patrol so i don't know if you could find a detective evidently that uh, lake serene hike is one of the most uh search and rescue deployments yeah, don't forget anything. when you defund the police you defund search and rescue too so keep that in mind Anyway, glad those boys are okay. Glad you guys are okay. Glad you're listening to episode 154. We come back uh, over the holiday weekend. I walked into a place that you've probably walked into many times. And there was a sign up. And it said, try this cup of coffee with pumpkin foam. Oh, my God. It's amazing, the pumpkin foam. And there's a sign next to it about Black Lives Matter saying this is no longer a moment that this is a movement. You know me. I like alliteration. Over the cobbles, they clattered and clashed. Love alliteration. Is that true, though? Is this corporate America jumping on board? Someone wrote me and said, yeah, they just want to make sure their store didn't get burned down. Talk about that on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ronald John here for Les Schwab. We know that Les Schwab carries one of the biggest selections of tires in the West, but those tires are just part of what Les Schwab does to keep you safe on the road. They show you how your shocks, alignment, battery, brakes, they all work together. And when those vital parts are properly maintained, the tires on your vehicle just last longer. You get better gas mileage, and that means you're saving money. And Don, I love to save me some money. Yeah, you know, there's something called a circle of trust with your friends. There's also called something, uh, it's a circle of safety. And that's what Les Schwab is concerned about. So when you stop by there, you want to make sure everything is in alignment, working together, because it keeps your family safe. And also, it helps you with 
your gas mileage, right? This is what you need to do. Stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. How do you find one near you? There's 85 in Western Washington. Just go to leschwab.com. That's leschwab.com and get a free pre-trip safety check and make sure your circle is safety is ready to roll this fall. Les Schwab, let's say it together. Doing the right thing, it matters. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Heather and Juan Carlos did. We lived in Redmond, and the kids went to school there. We loved it. We loved it, so we were super worried about leaving, but it just had to happen. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house, and they could tell that I was like super excited and ready to go and frenzied and breathless, and they could tell right away that Juan Carlos was like measured and careful. They came super prepared and they came more in learning mode, right? And what was important to each of us. I want to look at the data and the details. I don't, it, for me, it's a big investment and I don't want to rush into things. And they were quick to see that, even though I never told them. Uh, and I really appreciated that. This house popped up. As soon as we saw it, Ron and Don were here. <laughs> The market was super hot right then, and so there were a lot of people clamoring for it. We were just such beginners that we didn't know that we would be able to compete in that kind of a field. We got so lucky. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Wow. Uh, just watch the video Ron was talking about. Yeah, that's, that's a crime right there. If those boys would have come out of that rap, they'd be dead. Not, not older than 10, am I right? no way they would have survived that. No way. So When they got stuck on that first rock, I'm like, okay, how do I, yeah. how do I go rescue these two kids? Yeah. Well, you did the right thing by not doing anything. Thank I you. I want you to know. Thank and you. And you're here to tell this tale so it's good episode uh, 154 of the ron and dawn show thanks for stopping by you guys and thanks for uh supporting us we are licensed brokers at windermere if you want to sit down with us we do it virtually and then we come out we get all the covid stuff on we come out and see you we look like john travolta and the boy in the bubble when we come to see you we do uh just go to ron and dawn sitdown.com and what's amazing when you look at the pictures most of the pictures were standing up we are but you get it. You know what we're talking about. Hey, I uh, walked in to get a cup of coffee the other day. My friend Michelle, I saw online, Michelle Kroom, she said, hey, you got to try this new cup of coffee uh, as we head into the fall months here. How about a cup of coffee, a nitro with some pumpkin I like the foam on that? So I went to Starbucks. I got the nitro with the pumpkin foam. Wow. Oh, wow. Just what? Have you had the pumpkin foam? I have not had the pumpkin foam. I had the nitro, though. It's, it's incredible, you guys, Ron. I think it... I loved it. It was it, it was really amazing. While I was in there, I saw a sign, and I put the sign up uh, on my Facebook page. And the sign, it, it had the nitro, and it said, try the pumpkin nitro and all that. Uh, have you seen this? Is this a handmade sign, or it's like a professionally printed sign? You know what? I want to actually show you. All right, so I just sent it to you so you have it. Uh, how, how would you describe the, describe the sign? Describe the whole sign. Well, this is... Um... To me, it looks like one of those chalkboard 
signs that you'll see at a Starbucks yeah. where they bring in an artist or might, might even be a, a member of the staff that can write well. And they wrote on the chalkboard the nitro cold brew pumpkin uh, cream foam. Uh, salted sweet caramel. That actually sounds pretty good, too. And then underneath it is a little mural of a bunch of uh, stick figures wearing COVID masks. It says Black Lives Matter, and they're holding up signs. It's a moment, not a... It's it's not a moment, it's a movement. Yeah, so it's all the people, Black Lives Matter, no justice, no peace. As you said, it's not a moment, it's a movement. What's your reaction to it? Uh, I think that... I don't see a downside to it, um, to having, if you're embracing the message. I mean, if you're Starbucks, I would prefer that you say, we're going to go head to toe and uh, do a, an audit of our hiring. And we're going to, you know, hire this many people or invest uh, these many stores into uh, neighborhoods that could use it. it. We saw the experiment with Magic Johnson when he teamed up with Starbucks. And when he put uh, a Magic Johnson movie theater and a Starbucks into uh, neighborhoods that were considered, uh, quote-unquote, bad neighborhoods, that the the tone and tenor of that neighborhood dramatically changed. And so there, there's a... Somebody needs to be the first anchor store that goes in to a quote-unquote marginal neighborhood. And when Magic Johnson did that uh, with Starbucks and with, I believe it was AMC Theaters, uh, there was a dramatic change. So, like, instead of necessarily, I mean, in addition to this signage, uh, that's fine. But, I mean, Starbucks is big enough uh, to make waves in in more substantial ways. Yeah, the question that I, uh, I, I thought it was kind of weird that you're really trying to get people to drink this cup of coffee and and the with the nitro and the pumpkin foam and all that and that's a big push right now. And I thought to have that on the same sign as the Black Lives Matter movement in a moment, I I didn't like that. It's like if you want to put some signs up, just put some signs up and let the signs be up. And I hope the damn signs are up a year from now. In a in 2 years from now and 5 years from now. Because last time I checked, when we looked at civil rights in this country, we looked at Jim Crow laws. I mean, we have to start going back all the way to the mid-1900s. So I would love to know how long Starbucks is going to be hanging these signs in their store. Because what is happening right now with the Black Lives Matter movement and what needs to happen in order for us to, to move forward, it, it, it's not going to happen at a corporate pace. When corporations want to do something, they go out and do it. And they get it done in three months or six months or a year or a day. And that's not what's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement here. Here's what I think is important, because when I put this up on my Facebook page, I, I had some people kick back and say, wow, you know, here, here we are. We have white people now that are taking over the Black Lives Matter movement. I think we have to be really careful. We have to listen to that. We don't want white people to come in and take over this movement. But at the same time, at the same time, we saw this with the Me Too movement. It was a lot of women that were standing up and saying, hey, Me Too. But it really wasn't until corporations and businesses and men jumped in along with women and they said, yeah, we don't want this going on in our boardrooms anymore. But let me tell you this. How, much, how often do you hear about the Me Too movement? Not much. How often do you hear about the gun violence that is happening here in Seattle? You don't hear about it at all. Although the gun violence here in Seattle 
is as worse as it's ever been right right now here in Seattle. So, How, th- so let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish with my thought. So when it comes to uh, drugs on our streets and the fact that a lot of people have been dying on our streets as a result of overdoses and we can sit here and talk about oxy and everything else. Right now, it's as worse as it's ever been, but nobody's talking about it. Everybody is talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. They're talking about COVID-19, and right now we're talking about the fires. You have the nation's attention. You have the world's attention. But I agree with LeBron James. The other day, when he got mad as hell at the Milwaukee Bucks, because the Milwaukee Bucks came out and said, hey, another black man got shot, and guess what? We're not playing today. And LeBron said, great, you're not playing, but what do you want? What do you want? What do we want? You can't just sit there and not play and then not demand. What are we demanding? What do we want? How do we move forward? And so when Starbucks says, hey, this is no longer a moment. This is a movement. I challenge that. I challenge that. I challenge Starbucks to get involved and to stay involved. Because if this isn't a moment, because right now it's a moment. If this is a movement, then that means five years from now, when I drive by the same church that all these white people go to, where I live, where all the white people live on Queen Anne Mountain, are black lives still going to matter? Because if they matter five years from now, then yeah, this was a movement. But six months to a year from now, when COVID goes away, and everybody gets distracted, and now it's something else, and now we're talking again about the drugs on the streets, or now it is the fires, or now it is a vaccine, or now the presidential election that's on the other side of us, I challenge corporate America right now to get involved, stay involved. That's the only way that this is going to get become a movement, is for white people now to partner with black and brown people and for corporations to do the same. So do you think it's tokenism? Because like Madden this year, the video game, is putting Colin Kaepernick back in. And they gave him a quarterback rating of 81, which is a lot higher than a ton of other quarterbacks. So you can choose Colin Kaepernick when you're playing the game, put him in any uniform you want, and then when he scores a touchdown, he, he raises his fist up uh, with a bald fist in sort of the Black Power salute inside the game. So EA Sports and the biggest franchise in that game is saying, we're going to insert this message into our game. I don't know what it means in terms of are they also going to give money or what I don't know any of that stuff but there there are corporations that at least publicly are saying we're affiliating with this so let me ask you this breast cancer october a big deal nfl all the players start wearing pink everybody's in on it and we're not going to wear it for one game we're going to wear it for four and then somebody started saying, hey, let, let's take a look. This is great that the NFL is doing this. Because the NFL, they weren't c- concerned about breast cancer. They were concerned about getting more women in stands and selling gear to women. And selling gear to their kids. Because you can only sell so many Mike Singletary jerseys to a guy like me. I got them all. All right? I have them all. But when you start thinking about kids, start thinking about women... Now you've expanded the marketplace. Then they started looking and they said, how much is the NFL actually giving? How much are they actually giving to breast cancer during Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Do you know how much they were giving? They they would say we're giving away a lot of airtime. $898,000. The NFL. 
We're, we're, we're talking an industry that will make $21 billion this year. You're talking about 32 owners. None of them are black or brown. No, one's brown. I'm sorry. One is from the Middle East. You have 31 owners that are white. And most of them now, 19 of them are billionaires, are billionaires that own these teams and franchises. And so is that a moment? Is that a movement? What the hell is that? And I just want to make sure from corporate America, yeah, if you're going to take Colin Kaepernick now and you're going to put him back in the game, but you're not going to put him back on the field, and Starbucks, you're going to go ahead and put up a sign about a moment and a movement, but it's also on this same chalkboard where above that, you're trying to sell me some pumpkin foam. I don't like that. I don't. I want to see that these organizations are in it for the long haul. Because I'll tell you what, the employees are. I had a lot of employees reach out to me from Starbucks, and they said, hey, this is a movement, and I'm part of it. And you know what? I want to partner with them, and I want to be a part of it too. It's the Ron and Don Show. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, our whole economy is directly affected by technology, right? One of the big technology hubs now, along with San Francisco and places up in Canada. Here's the thing. There's a great, great podcast you should check out. It's called Geek Wire, right? What is Geek Wire? Yeah, Geek Wire is right here in, in Seattle. It covers everything you need to know about tech, and it interprets it for you because a lot of times you're like, I have no idea what that means. So if you like our, our podcast, we invite you to check out Geek Wire. You can subscribe to Geek Wire for free on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Check out Geek Wire. everybody it's the ron and don show hey you guys uh, thanks for listening to episode 154 and, and again thanks for checking out our website too thousands of you have done this it's ron and sitdown.com and boy have we been sitting down with a lot of people in fact i'm gonna be sitting down with four teams tomorrow thanks to you for trusting us it means a lot to us uh this is an open letter uh that i put out on my social media channels i want to share with you and we all by now know the story of uh, the atlantic saying that they've talked with some people within the Trump organization that say that the president has talked about soldiers that have died in battlefields. He has called them losers. He's also called them suckers. Uh, and he said of John McCain that I, I prefer people that don't get captured. And he, went, and he did call him. I went back and I listened to the tape, and he did call him a loser. He did say that John McCain uh, was a loser. There's also a story out that says that Normandy, when they're celebrating the fact that uh, World War II had ended 75 years uh, there was all the allied countries were there and president Trump said, Hey, it's raining and we can't fly the helicopter. Well, all the other dignitaries were able to fly their helicopters. They showed up and some people say he didn't want to mess up his hair. Anyway, this is an open letter that I wrote and I want to share with you, um, by Don O'Neill. So it's an open letter to all the losers and suckers, uh, out there by me for years. Our radio show had a deal. With all the soldiers, the Marines, the airmen, the sailors, and the Coasties. It was simple. Whatever you or your family needs, anywhere in the world, we will procure it, we'll buy it, we'll send it, no questions asked. In the early part of the war in Iraq, many National Guard personnel did not have enough body armor. 
The National Guard was never built to do what they were asked to do on foreign soil. And that is why they're ill-prepared when they were first thrown into the fight almost 20 years ago in Iraq and then in Afghanistan. If you were lucky enough to have body armor, you had to share it with those who didn't have it. Many of them were, in fact, using their body plates and their armor plates. They placed those on the floorboards or their canvas Humvees to stop IEDs from blowing them and their partners up. Though not allowed, we found body armor stateside, and we sent hundreds of thousands of dollars of body armor of walkie-talkies, of beef jerky, of toilet paper, and even new uniforms. We even sent many copies of Barbershop 2. If you're in theater, you may know what Barbershop 2 is. And if you weren't in theater, there's no need to know. When service members were killed, we bought dress blues and dress greens for the service personnel that didn't have the money. An E5, they can't afford that. That gear is over $700, plus all the medals that go with it. And then when soldiers from the 1st Cavalry called, we bought many resist-all cowboy hats. Those are $219 a pop. So those young soldiers could look sharp when they attended the service of a fallen warrior. We bought Bates boots for every single soldier deployed in Michigan. Those were $94 a pair. Soldiers found out when they deployed the two pairs of boots that they were given the National Guard that they wouldn't hold up. We even sent tanker boots to those badasses in those M1A ones. And we sent enough sanitized wipes to clean every ass from here to Baghdad. Although I've never served my country, I've made my life's mission to serve those that serve as well as serve those families and serve and support them at home and when they come home. We placed flags in front yards of moms whose kids were blown up on a mission only to have that boy return home. And she got a knock at the door at 5 o'clock in the morning. She watched him receive his Purple Heart. And he was the one that raised that flag for the first time. In fact, that corporal had bought that flag while in theater. And she couldn't fly it because it was too big. So what did we do? We dug a hole with our listeners in the middle of the night. And we placed the pole in the ground while she slept. And then his knock at the door. 5 a.m. Standing to salute with the rest of his fellow soldiers that had come home. He bought her that flag, so we were going to hang that flag. It was the same size you see flying above our state capitol in Olympia today. We even had a My Little Pony party, ponies and all, for a six-year-old girl while her soldier mom watched on video 6,000 miles away. We placed a bench in a cemetery in the Midwest of a young private who lost her life in the war. Her mom still sits on that bench every birthday and every Memorial Day to this day. We've read aloud on the radio every name of every service member lost in Iraq and Afghanistan. And we helped build a Fisher house at JBLM where families go when moms and dads come home and they are broken. We also paid for family and friends to attend the funeral of Corporal Jason Dunham, one badass leatherneck who led from the front where bullets fly and good men die. And Jason died in theater, jumping on a grenade to save his whole platoon. He received the Medal of Honor, and we made sure all who needed to get there, they got there. I had the pleasure of meeting Jason right before he deployed. It doesn't surprise me that some gave all, all gave some, and Jason gave all. And on a personal note, my son Gunner is named after a gunner that died as a result of his time in war for our country. My son knows Chris's story today, and we talk about his bravery often. All losers and all suckers? If the president did not call all these men and women losers and suckers this week, then he should sue the Atlantic and demand a retraction and a full investigation, period. People say public figures can't sue publications. I sued the Atlantic 
for something they said about me. I am a public figure. If you call the Atlantic, they can tell you the outcome. They also apologize, retracted. We forgave them, and we have a great relationship with them today. So, if what the Atlantic wrote was false, he has every right to sue them for significant damages. This could cost him his second term if he doesn't do it. He sued organizations of people over 3,000 times and counting. He likes to sue. Why not do it here? You know why people don't sue? Two reasons. Number one, they don't have the money. He says he certainly has the money. He says he's a billionaire. Or number two, they fear. Because when you decide that you're going to sue an organization like the Atlantic, your story will be placed under a microscope. There'll be a deep and thorough investigation that's ordered. And all the truth comes out. That's right, all of it. This story has now been vetted by three other networks, including Fox News. The truth, in my opinion, is out. I must admit, after seeing what he said about the late Senator John McCain and hearing that with my own ears, I have to believe the Atlantic story, you guys. So, to all the losers and all the suckers out there, your bravery is unmatched. Your valor is without question. Your service to all of us is beyond dispute. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for standing on that wall all over the world tonight so my family can sleep soundly in our beds. I say to all of you and your families, Semperfy, you devil dogs. Oorah, hua, ding ding, air power, Semper Paratus. Rangers lead the way. The only easy day was yesterday. Here comes the big red one. We quell the storm and we ride the thunder. Mores ab alto and ready for all, yielding to none. I love you all. I wish you and your families much love, much peace, and much respect. The type of respect you are not shown this week by our commander-in-chief. The only losers and suckers I see are politicians that send families off to fight their wars. Now I'll drop and give you 50. You're all amazeballs, and it's signed Don. Here's an update. While I was writing this story, the president was currently on Twitter trying to get journalist Jennifer Griffin from Fox News Fire for sourcing this story from the Atlantic. Are you okay with the President of the United States using the people's pulpit to get a journalist fired he disagrees with from Fox News? I don't agree with that. I'm not okay with that. What about you? He's wrong. I'm Don. Keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time. Only... Ron and Don, Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.